Please be seated. Quote, of his own will, he brought us to birth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. James 1.18. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some criticisms of the faith revolve around the accusation that Christians are hypocrites, by which the accusers mean that the accused are people who say one thing and do another. We've all heard this, and we are probably all guilty to some degree. But this failure to say one thing and do another isn't unique to the church, but failures on the part of Christians are taken up as wonderful opportunities for critics. In the Sundays following Easter, the day of resurrection, the lectionary focuses on how to live as Christians in light of all that has transpired. In light of Christ's incarnation, his death and passion, and his glorious resurrection, the question is now, then what? How do we live as those who have new life in Christ and avoid the path of hypocrisy? How do we, as the Collect praise, love the things which thou dost command and desire Thou, that thou which thou dost promise. While next week the epistle focuses on being active doers of the word and not merely passive listeners, this week's epistle focuses on the power of the word of God, not only for Christian living, but for the renewal of the whole creation. St. James tells us two important facts about the word of God and what it means for our vocation as Christians. First, our new life is birthed from forth from the Word of God. And second, when that Word is implanted into our very being, it is able to save our souls. These truths give us the power to fulfill our vocation as first fruits of the new creation. How is the Word of God life-giving to the point where it can save our souls? We see the power of the Word of God in the beginning of the Bible. By God's Word, He speaks creation into existence. Hebrews tells us, By faith we understand that the world was created by the Word of God. The psalmist refers to the Word of God as the lamp and light of his path. And St. Peter lovingly says to Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. In practical application, the power of the Word of God becomes most powerful when we actually read it. When we, as the well-known Advent Pollock says, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the Holy Scriptures. The power and authority of God's Word is not meant to be an abstract theological concept that we set up on a pedestal to set us apart from other Christians. Too often debates rage about the power of God's Word versus the power of the Church. The New Testament doesn't see these two in conflict, and neither should we. 
both the church and God's word are gifts of grace for the renewal of the whole creation. The words of eternal life which St. Peter speaks empower us to be the first fruits of God's renewed creation. First fruits. This sounds very theological and agricultural, and it is both. In the Old Testament, during the early harvest, during the early harvest festivals, worshipers would bring the first fruits of their crops to the temple as an offering to the Lord, both in thanksgiving and in anticipation of a larger fruitful harvest to come. In Revelation 14, those who worship and belong to the Lamb, that is, Christians who worship the resurrected Lord, are also called firstfruits. If our individual salvation is referred to as firstfruits, this means that something larger is taking place than mere individual salvation. Our experience of the love of God in Christ is just the tip of the iceberg, or in biblical terminology, firstfruits. The prophet Habakkuk speaks of a time when the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. And the prophet Isaiah says, There will come a time when the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In the 1960s, a famous book came out called Your God is Too Small. Today, a book could be written, Your Salvation is Too Small. The cosmic aspect of salvation is exciting because God has chosen us in Christ to be a part of it. This is what makes Christian living and the Christian life so compelling. Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We are called to be doers of the word, not just so we won't be hypocrites, but so that we can be firstfruits and laborers of the larger harvest to come. This takes the focus off of us and our personal worries about our personal salvation and puts it on God's larger mission in the world for the life of the world. We must let the word of God seep deep into our souls, not so we don't have to feel guilty about missing a private quiet time, but so that we can be equipped to share the words of eternal life with others. When our lives are transformed by the life-giving power of God's word, we begin to look at the world differently, and our desires become shaped by God's desires, so that we can truly love those things that God commands and desire all his promises. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.